Welcome to Five Star Weekly. Atlanta United keep doing the business we are on to face Toronto FC on Wednesday. Now how do we get to our second straight MLS Cup final? We discuss all that and more coming up. Welcome to the show Five Star Fam. I'm AJ, this is Mark. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. Atlanta United have put themselves into another final. But first, let's thank our sponsor. This segment is sponsored by Mojitos Bistro. Mojitos at the Forum, where you can find a slice of Miami and Havana right here in Atlanta. They offer Cuban cuisine made with recipes from their mom's cookbook. For more on the awesomeness at Mojitos, check our description box below. So the Five Stripes put in a solid performance in their 2-0 win against the Philadelphia Union. And uh, I think, yeah, there were some probably in the uh, MLS staff that were uh, kind of thinking that Philadelphia were going to get through. and uh, Yeah, you know, well, yeah. We, and they, they were definitely we bullish in how they talked about uh, yeah. the Union. I think, yeah, yeah. when you read the quote, it's like they've had a better season. They objectively have not. I mean, they finished exactly. with fewer points and fewer trophies. So Yeah, and then our form was better at the end of the season as well. Yeah, I mean, which is why uh, we got the two seed and hosted that match. So Exactly. So it's one of those things where uh, I think what we did what we were uh, supposed to do. We yeah. were not the underdog. And yeah, we, uh, we went away with the win and into the Eastern Conference Final. And uh, I think rightfully so. I mean, we controlled a lot of this match throughout. They had a spell, I think, mm -hmm. uh, where they were really coming on and creating some chances, but yeah. uh, they, they weren't clinical. They were missing Casper Jabilko, For sure. Uh, a guy that probably would have finished some of their chances that they were... Uh, Especially that big one, yeah, in the middle of the first half where uh, I think it's Aronson that goes sliding in. I mean, and Guzan, you know, he... he Closes that well, yeah. but uh, you know maybe a natural striker, somebody who scored 14 goals, maybe he finishes that right. one. But I mean, Aronson had scored against Guzan. I mean, notably in that little uh, uh, nutmeg goal that oh, uh, right. Guzan fell over, kind of uh, maybe yeah. prematurely, some would say. Right. Uh, and yeah, so I mean, he should have confidence against Guzan, but you know, I think uh, Guzan came out well, like you said, and yeah. uh, you know he did just <clears throat> a massive, massive save for us yeah. there that uh, I think uh, really um, kind of cemented at least the, the first half for us. For sure. Um, in that, yeah, I mean, you have to come way better than uh, than that chance if you're going to try to score against us. So. Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, in terms of uh, the setup, uh, it definitely was uh, something a little bit of a surprise. I mean, we came out with a four-man back line. Yeah. Mikey Ambrose came in. Uh, Flo Pogba as one of the uh, the center-back pairing. Yep. And yeah, I mean, it's uh, definitely a little bit of a, you know, um, I think a shock. I mean, especially Mikey Ambrose, who hadn't played right. since July 7th against the New York Red Bulls. Yeah. That's quite a while in terms of even starting or playing a part at all. Right, yeah, I it's mean, a start, yeah, exactly. I and mean, he played at, at least 80 minutes, you know, so, and yeah, that was a huge, yeah. right, I, you know, I because I did say I would like to see somebody other than Miriam. I just didn't expect it to be Ambrose. Yeah, it definitely, <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess he is our, like, only viable left back on the roster right. at the moment that is healthy and experienced in the first team. And so sure. uh, it really worked out that that's a string that Frank DeBoer pulled that, I mean, you have to allow him for. That is that uh, quite a move there and ballsy, in fact, I feel. Yeah. Um, and then also PT starting as well yeah. as Barco. 
uh, as well as Barco in the the middle of the park. Essentially, I mean Barco on the left a little bit more, right. but uh, I mean he he did what he did in terms of like drifting in. He was you know yeah. uh, really good at that, and um, yeah, I mean just really surprising, and we played very solid in it. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and yeah, I mean, like the move to put PD in and PD wins the man of the match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, DeBoer's uh, pulling all the right strings, pushing all the right buttons right now. I mm -hmm. mean, and I think uh, in terms of the uh, different systems that he's using just in these two games, you know, and then the different personnel, different lineups, and yeah. it just, it mostly seems to be working. Yeah, I mean, some would argue if uh, PT had the man of, ma man of the match performance, I mean, he created four chances, uh, he had seven dribbles, I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, 84% pass accuracy. I mean, right. very good for PT Martinez because before that, I mean, he was definitely, I think, averaging in the 70% range. Right. And that's right. kind of a dangerous territory, especially for a match like this. And yeah, so, especially for a player in the middle of the park. Right. And so, yeah, I think uh, especially for PT Martinez to uh, essentially have taken a couple weeks off and then, you know, to get right back into the team, right. I think he did superb. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, he didn't have the sexy stat line of, Okay, he had one assist, but yeah. Julian Gressel had an assist and a goal. Right. And that's where I think, you know, uh, well, I mean, you know, it, you could have an argument. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think maybe the argument is that Gressel didn't have the all-around game of uh, exactly. PT Martinez. But, I mean, yeah, he had the sexy stats. And boy, did he have the, a sexy goal. Woo! Yes. yes. So let's get into the breakdown mm -hmm. here where, mm -hmm. okay, so, you know, it's uh, it's some really tidy buildup. Yes. Um, and so you have uh, Barco lay it off to Nagby. Yep. Nagby lays it off to Gressel. Yep. Gressel, uh, almost a... Not, one not, touch. Not, yeah, a one touch and uh, two PT and then yeah. PT with a kind of... Uh, a blind through ball yeah. for uh, Julian Gressel. No, I think a key part of this as well. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, go ahead. Is, is uh, Joseph uh, <laughs> making that run, yeah. right, to take three players away uh -huh. from the pass. And so PD plays it through to wide open Gressel. Exactly. Streaking on the right because of those players, those defenders have been taken away. Mm -hmm. And Andre Blake feels, Andre Blake watching this feels like he has to come out. Right. And uh, I mean, it's very arguable if he needed to. I personally feel like he didn't have to. But uh, Julian Gressel under pressure and does what nobody in the stadium would expect him to do. And he chips him Ooh. off the crossbar <laughs> into the net. And uh, yeah, Ooh, that is some kind of sexy. I mean, like watching that in the stadium, it felt like the ball was in the air for an eternity. It just, yeah. just floats to the goal and then kisses in off the crossbar. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think many would have expected uh, what he did previously with his last, uh, his previous goal, was just blasting it through. And wow, with the, the deft touch to do that, mm -hmm. yeah. Again, no of, one would have expected that. Full of confidence. Love yeah. seeing that from Russell. Exactly. And he celebrates, uh, I think, uh, rightfully so in the fashion that he did very passionately. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when he even struck the uh, um, the golden spike at the, the end of the the whole proceedings, like he was doing it with vigor. <laughs> and really, like uh, I, I feel like, yeah, you could feel that. You know, he knew that the, that meant something right. really, really big for the club. Right. Because, yeah, to get through a really, yeah, a tidy customer in Philadelphia Union. Mm -hmm. um, a yeah, team that we struggled with this year. I mean, a, yeah. a loss and a draw at home, you know. Mm -hmm. it's uh, they, they, were, they had a very good season and they were a solid team. But mm -hmm. I, I still think we were expected to win and, yeah, to see us take care of business in that fashion. Indeed, indeed. Very and good. so, uh, yeah, I mean, but then, you know, so Julian Gressel's uh, assist, which, I mean, 
It's just the the pairing. It's the you know, uh, it's not quite Miggy and Joseph, but it is pretty damn close. If not, I mean, statistically better. Uh, I mean, the amount of oh, assists right. from Julian Gressel yeah. to Joseph Martinez is just, uh, it's accounts for a very large percentage. Yeah. I think definitely a majority of Joseph Martinez's I goals. love it when Julian Gressel looks for the early ball, and yeah. that's exactly what you saw. It came off a Philadelphia corner, you know, and Gressel, for some reason, has time at the top of his own 18 and <laughs> looks up and there's Joseph running. So, yeah, of course you're going to put it over the top four. Oh, yeah. And then, so Joseph Martinez, I mean, he finishes this chance that is arguably the hardest of his chances that he, uh, he, he took. Had, I think he had a header a few minutes earlier that was yeah. like, how did he not put that on target? Exactly. He had a semi kind of one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, he was being trailed by a couple of defenders right. and he misses that chance. But this one, no one expected from uh, that impossible angle and he puts it top bins. With his wow. left. With his weaker foot. <laughs> Whoa. Woo. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this, this goal from top to bottom is just beauty. Yeah. And um, yeah, just a just a rocket, yeah. a rocket of a left foot. I mean, uh, no one can ever say that Joseph Martinez doesn't have a left foot or, you know, is one foot or anything. Or, or that he doesn't score bangers. Like, yeah, exactly. he's, he's not a top-end king. Like, exactly. He, he's not a poacher in the truest sense. He definitely can poach, yeah. but man, does he do almost it all. I mean, he, the only thing maybe that's missing is scoring from outside the box, but sure. he just doesn't need to do that. Right. He gets himself in such a good position, the best strikers score from about the six yard box. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's and, really and the, within, the best chance. And within that, you know, that box that he scores from, he scores for, uh, for, with a variety, with his yeah. right, with his left, with his head. I mean, like yeah. he is a complete striker in that regard. Indeed, indeed. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a you know, in terms of those chances that we took, they were really well taken. Yeah. Uh, the issue was were some of the other uh, yeah. shots that yeah were missed throughout the match. That does happen, of course. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think the interesting stat is two games now in a row uh, in terms of shots taken by both teams, they're tied. Yes. And so it was 14 shots uh, last match and 12 shots this match. Uh, so yeah, I think the onus on defending probably is a lot more uh, kind of amplified, yeah. definitely in the playoffs for sure. Uh, but in terms of our shots on goal five to their three so uh you know and then we we controlled most of the possessions so yeah uh, i think we expect that in terms of uh you know on and at the bends that's definitely the case right yeah i mean uh most of their shots in my opinion weren't dangerous uh except for the one or two big ones yeah. and i mean look second clean sheet in a row i mean we've we've had two of i think three maybe four clean sheets in all of major league soccer in the postseason you know so it's, ain't too shabby yeah. yeah you know we're doing something right and it's great that uh, we're doing it at this time of year, especially when the trend seems to be going the opposite way. Right, indeed, indeed. But uh, in terms of some of the uh, the other, you know, very specific stats that uh, Frank Dubor likes to uh, really hone in on are yeah. duels. Yeah. And, you know, how do we do? Yeah, 57 to 39, you know, and uh, it shows that once again, we were winning the midfield battle and I think for the most part controlling the game. Uh, like we talked about, there was a period when Philadelphia kind of worked, back, worked their way back into it, but mm -hmm. for the most part, we were... We were in complete control of that. And even, like I mentioned before on the fan cam, uh, even the giveaways weren't bad necessarily. You know, they were, 
Yeah, there's sometimes where Philadelphia pressed us out of possession and then we were able to get back in our right. shape. And Which is what we expected from them going in is, yeah, yeah I mean, they're going to be that type of team that, uh, it's like a Red Bull light a little bit. A little bit, in yeah. that, uh, Where their press isn't as strong, they're a little bit more of a you know possession-heavier team. Right. Uh, and of course, yeah, they play with their diamond, which can be confusing for, uh, you know, for some clubs. And I think, yeah, we noticed earlier in the season at the Benz that uh, Frank DeBoer tried to match that diamond right. and really work to no effect whatsoever right. um and i think yeah i think he went out with the right mindset uh the right tactics in this match mm -hmm. to uh to really kind of nullify as much as possible uh alejandro bedoya yeah had a very quiet night yeah Baduyanin, didn't really hear about him nope, too much. No, yeah. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, kind of a stinker, really. Right, so, uh, you know, in terms of that, I think, uh, you know, we uh, we look, and we come out pretty much, uh, you know, on top and looking quite good um, and, you know, quite confident going into the next round. Yep. Because, you know, anytime you can get that clean sheet, it is massive. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, another negative uh, into, you know, some of the stuff that we, we talked about uh, in terms of the chances that were missed, but another negative, I think, in the stands was, I mean, very nice of the uh, the club to have handed these out, but the uh, Burger King hats were... <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't, just don't force us to do that again. <laughs> I mean, I think we all played along. A lot, of fans, a lot of fans played along and wore them until... Walking out of the stadium. Yeah, and but um, but yeah, I mean, I, like, the, it's just I, I don't know. I mean, I get the the whole hashtag Kings become legends, great, right, game, right. but um, Joseph's the king, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, right. But you know, I, I don't know. It's, this wasn't it for me. It's just like <laughs> I, I don't mean to be ungrateful or anything like that. Right. But it just it doesn't seem like a lot of people like were clamoring for <laughs> those crowns. Yeah, you know? right. So, but. Cool, nonetheless, of them to do that. So, you know, we'll thanks for it. trying. Yeah, but um, yeah, the, at least you tried uh, Bart Simpson cake. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway, let's get into the post-match quotes. And yeah, Frank DeBoer, uh, he talked about PT. That yeah, I mean, he defensively, we did a great job. Uh, we were very disciplined with PT and Barco, and especially for them, it's different uh then they aren't normally used to uh that's a very weirdly that's how frank DeBoer speaks right. uh and i think they did really well and yeah i mean i think uh he subbed up barco you know rather than pt which is interesting right. you know and so right. yeah uh, and i think that's yeah. some confidence in him i think i think so yeah and i think at that point in the game that sub made the most sense too it wasn't mm -hmm. Bar like barco had kind of a quiet night he had some moments but it was really pt's match i think yeah so. and uh yeah so he added yeah, Martinez had to play between the lines, not to go too high. Uh, when we had the ball, try to receive the ball between the lines where you can turn guys on turn on guys like Medunin. Uh He isn't a great defender, so if we can search for Barco and PT in those areas, then they can come into their strength. Then we can, then we have to have runners with Joseph and Julian. And the first goal was a little like that. And so yeah magnificent that uh yeah he was able, able to get in between the lines and really kind of dictate things within the match and yeah. uh we i think we really needed that because yeah. uh there was space in between uh yeah there was the press on uh from philly but mm -hmm. he was able to you know turn them quickly and there were some several moments in the match where it was uh he was oohing and aahing with his dribbling yeah. getting past those guys so yeah. I yeah. think, and then I think that's why ultimately he earns man of the match for that, for 
Burr, like he said, like the board kind of alluded to, he was actually more uh, defensively responsible in this match than he has been in the past. Uh, and, you know, he, he was fouled so many times. I mean, he had a tough performance, you know. So I think he put in the hard yards as well as the quality on the ball. Yeah, as the sirens are out for uh, our arrest, you know, so uh, <laughs> this, is, this is the last time you see us. Then, uh, you know, Free they, they got us. They, they got us. But, uh, no. <laughs> We, we haven't committed any crimes, but um, but yeah, sorry for the sirens, but uh, we do live in the city, so, but uh, yeah, anyway, uh, back on track, um, yeah, and so they were also talking about, um, you know, the whole team being the, uh, you know, just the whole squad being such a big factor in these playoff wins, uh, he said, uh, Dr. Bor said, we're not going to do it with 11, we're not going to do it with 12 or 13. No, we'll do it with the whole roster. And so it really is, yeah, I mean, you know, Ambrose coming back from dead yeah, pretty right. much is, yeah, just uh, amazing, really. I, no one would have expected. But and I'll shout <laughs> to Pogba as well. I yeah. Mean, getting start and playing, going the full 90, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he did really, really well. Yeah. Larry also back in that as well. Again. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, Remetti kind of steadying the ship as well when he came in. Yeah, it was good to see him and come on when he did, too. Exactly. I think that's a little bit of confidence for him as well because, yeah, yeah he was part of a clean sheet. So, yeah, that's massive. So, uh, anyway, that wraps up a bow for that match and moves us on into the news. And, yeah, I mean, another goal of the year, whether it's voted by the fans or not. <laughs> He wins, and that is Joseph Martinez right. uh, with that goal against FC Cincy, where he took a couple souls, yep. hit yep. it with yep. his weaker foot, weaker, and uh, yeah, I mean, it is I think embarrassing on both all of their ends, really, in terms of uh, you know FC Cincinnati, uh, just the goalkeeper, he just he just he showed didn't have everybody a up, yeah, and uh, yeah, Joseph Martinez, another uh, another plot it for him. I mean, just uh, that's just I, it's build a statue at at the earliest point possible. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Not right now, of course, but it is you know. He Joseph is part <laughs> of the current like Atlanta sports Mount Rushmore, right? Yeah. Like you've seen that going around with Joseph Acuna. Uh, sure, in terms Trey. of yeah, the the current. Yeah, current. Uh, current landscape. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the stars that are really making um, at least Atlanta fans proud. Right. Um, but yeah, I think Just even kind of uh, greatest of all time, there is starting to get a you know a little bit of an argument let, now. Yeah, let's let him do it. Shows a, but I know yeah, exactly. It's yeah. still like uh, parts of three years essentially. Right. But yes, I think uh, you know he keeps this up. It is good things good things for that little bit of a stone in his future yeah right, right. but um yeah so moving on from that brad guzan he unfortunately finished fourth in the mls goalkeeper of the year right uh voting and interesting note yeah, yeah. For, it's broken down by player club and media player vote actually he got the edge he got the highest plurality i guess you'd call it of the yeah. players but uh, the media is where he kind of gets fleeced a bit. I mean, yeah, it's a uh, you know the favorite was Bill Hamid of DC United, sure. and uh, may maybe he was uh, you know Hamid talked up such a big game about himself and right. But uh, I don't see him getting you know fourteen uh, <laughs> shutouts on the season. Right. I mean, for a DC team that doesn't play that expansively to begin with. Exactly. I mean, yeah, for him to, to yeah pretty much not face maybe 
that many chances to begin with as right. well. Right. Um, yeah, it's a little bit, yeah, you know, kind of head scratching. And then Vito Manone, I mean, just the. There's, there's some strong Kool-Aid maybe for uh, Minnesota United and their defense and their goalkeeper. Right. Because, I mean, sure, it's from where they came from, but it is one of those things where... Because Ike Oparo wins Defender of the Year as well, Yeah, right? and then so yeah. goalkeeper of the year for, for Vito Minone. I mean, I don't know if that's like the best representation also of MLS mm -hmm. in that regard. Right, yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, I'm okay. I'm an Arsenal fan, right? And so Vito <laughs> Minone couldn't even cut it as a third goalkeeper essentially for Arsenal and for many of the, yeah, he was in the championship, I believe, for a right. minute. Mm -hmm. uh, yo, I don't know. I don't know if this <laughs> is like a really, really good representation. And so, yeah, I mean, and, and, well, from that perspective, I mean, Brad Guzan was basically, his team got relegated before he came to LA United. Sure. So, you know, there is that a little sure. bit of that too, you know. But. Yeah, but it, it is like at least, uh, you know, he was like, I think the starter. Uh, he, yeah. So, True. one of those things um, where, yeah, you know, I, Where we know how good Kuzan is. He yes, has two postseason clean sheets. He doesn't need this award to, to validate that. Sure. Uh, but anyway, so moving on from that, let's get into the playoff matchups. Uh, yeah, and so, you know, I think there's, uh, it's obviously there's only one more uh, matchup left right. in the West, but how they got there, LAFC, they beat LA Galaxy 5 3. They mm -hmm. finally got the slide off of their back. Right. Uh, and Vela, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, you know, he, he showed up in a big game. He did. Um, he you did know, his good. own coach had a question about that, and uh, he <laughs> he forgot. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then he blew up at, uh, you know, at the silent reporter. Yeah, and... I am Team Sebi. I just want to put that out there, man. He's just doing he, his job. He was very professional about that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yo, I mean, like, he... And then, like, Bob Riley's agent is out there, you know, yeah. on Twitter saying things yeah people. but essentially yes. if you missed the whole uh, kind of you know interaction basically uh, Bob Bradley was asked that yeah did Vela actually show up in a big game now okay yeah. um, did he show you something did he show you something and uh, he's you know, Bob Brown was like, who who said that? Who who asked those questions? Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, turns out, <laughs> yeah. ergo, uh, yeah, you're like, you did, Bob. At the uh, beginning of the season, <laughs> yeah. when you challenged Vela to be messy. Yeah. I mean. And then he told uh, Sebi to get lost. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's like, wow, you know, a little All bit right. testy maybe, you do, right. but uh, I mean. I think know. also, too, and they, they kind of talked about this, I think it's a little bit showing up for his team. You know what, sure. what I mean? You know what I mean? It's, it's like that, that clip and that sound bite. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, the coach has our Back or right, but you know? then but he look, looks like kind of a fool when yeah it turns out he asked the question so right. you know it's yeah. eh. but uh you know uh so their opponent yeah. Seattle yeah. uh they beat RSL two nil mm -hmm. and uh yeah I mean it's another you know in terms of a former MLS Cup winner yeah. uh I mean I think Seattle showed the experience. Yeah. Uh, and especially our opponent, Toronto, yeah, they show the experience as well. Yep. Uh, another, <clears throat> of course, MLS uh, or former MLS Cup winner. Yep. And that's just, uh, I think, you know, the, the winning pedigree, I feel like, is uh, definitely within the conference finals at the moment. Yeah. And then, the last three MLS Cup uh, champions represented 16 yeah. Seattle, 17 Toronto, and of course, do you remember what we did yeah. last year? And so LFC hopefully are not in that territory. Nope. And, uh, you know, <laughs> but they are Supporter Shield winners. Yes. And so uh, it's a pretty good field, all things considered. Yeah, exactly. And so it's yeah, I think very very good competition for whomever uh, gets through, and uh, it will be I think yeah quite a game for any of the the teams that are still left. 
if it you know if they get through into the MLS Cup final. But um, something I couldn't fit within any of the other parameters of this show, but I wanted to uh, to talk about uh, was that uh, how much the team is a different team in knockout games. And yeah, I mean Jose Martinez, um, he's always got that winning mentality. Yeah. He says, the mentality in these games is to win. You don't know how, you can't think too much, you just have to win. As I said last time, we didn't play our best and won. Today, or you know, uh, on Thursday uh, during the match, today we played better and won. We're not the best every day, but today we can say that we did well and we can think about Toronto. Yeah. Uh, fantastic from him. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, Lorenowitz, yeah, he talked about, um, yeah, just always want to be in a big game match or right, something like right, that. Right, 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 right. Very awesome. I'll, I'll let you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wish we could play for trophies every day because then it would be a little bit different. I, because I do think that there's times when we take when we do take a break as a team during the season. It's the mentality. It's the champion's mentality that a lot of these guys have when it come from other places. And I think the guys that have been around this league knows what it takes to try and pull it all together. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think both of these guys, it's just, that's, Perfect championship winner mentality. I especially like Joseph, you know, being like, we don't necessarily have to play well yeah. to win. I think like sometimes you see some teams, especially younger teams that do well, but then get into certain situations, they're maybe they're taken out of their game a little bit and they don't know how to respond. Right. But or we, conversely, even like where they don't have a good performance, but then they can't figure out how to get back into the match. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, not the mentality that LA United has. And so you love right. to see that. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, I uh, wanted to fit that in somewhere. But uh, yeah, I mean, and speaking of a winner, uh, yeah, in Justin Miram's IG story, it showed Michael Parkhurst already back on the pitch, spraying some balls, playing long ball. Um, yeah, I mean, that's. Shoulder was really not in the sling, right? Shoulder was not in the sling. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and only, yeah, pretty much a few days after, you know, that, that kind of injury is, yeah, I think very, very encouraging. Whether it means he's going to play a part in the next match. Right. We're still we a few days know. out. Yeah, we're recording this on Sunday, so, you know, we'll see. But I think, uh, I think still it's highly unlikely. But still, I mean, the fact is that he's out there, like, the lasting memory, you don't want to see him. Just, you know, kind of with the mangled shoulder yeah. walking off the pitch. That's, yeah. you know, if he can get another run out, I mean, at some point, that would be huge. Uh, not only for the team, but also for Michael Parker. So, yeah. uh, moving on from that, uh, George Campbell was, uh, uh, yeah, pretty much talked about by Frank DeBoer in a Pro Soccer USA article and he was quoted as saying, he's comfortable on the ball. I think both feet are also quite good. He has the length, his height with him. He's quite fast also. Of course, he has to learn a lot still, but he has the weapons to be a good center back. He talked about how uh, pretty much George Campbell is kind of um, you know a good pairing in the future perhaps with a Miles Robinson right. in that George Campbell is really good on the ball, mm -hmm. uh, still learning how to uh, become a really, really out-and-out -out good defender right. in that sense. But he had played as a striker and as a midfielder in the past, but... Yeah, I mean, quite, quite good uh, in terms of the prospects. Yeah, I mean, he sounds like he profiles really well. And I mean, like, he's had some pretty solid appearances with the twos this season, especially as a 17, 18-year-old? Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I think, yeah, 17, or, yeah, 18-year-old. 18, right, yeah, and so, but either way, I mean, still young, and... We, you know, we kind of kind of did this with Miles a little bit last. I mean, Miles was able to get some first team appearances in there. Right. And then plus but, he had played college as well, so that's a little bit different. He had 
you know, time to develop already right. uh, before that. So, but, I mean, I'm excited about Campbell next year making some appearances or just training with the first team in general. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, very, very encouraging things to hear about George Campbell. Uh, another homegrown, George Bello, is off with the U-17s and the youth, uh, U.S. Youth National Team. Yep. And, uh, yeah, they're already in Brazil and, you know, they're already making their uh, their way in yeah. getting into some games. So. I, uh, yeah, I, didn't, I don't know what the final score is, but I, I believe they got worked by Senegal. So, yeah, but uh, still, I don't think Bello played in that one either. Yeah, so. I don't think he did. But yeah. either way, either way, still, uh, you know, best of luck to him. Exactly. And playing a part in the you know, U17 World Cup is still a great experience for Bello. Right. And unfortunately, yes, he won't be playing with us in the playoffs, but I don't think that was really in the cards after right. how his year went anyway. So, yeah. uh, But uh, moving on from that, Atlanta United 2, they made their off-season moves with a lot of guys, uh, either their options exercised or they're out of contract or their loans ended. And um, yeah, I mean, commiserations to the guys that were let go. Best of luck to them in their future. But uh, some guys that uh, I think notable ones that were exercised were Jackson Conway and Lawrence Wyke. Yep. Uh, Lawrence Wyke has kind of been a guy that uh, played in the defense, but also was pushed forward as well as a midfielder at times in the, during the season. Jackson Conway, a big kind of girthy striker that, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of came from our academy. It, it makes sense that he was uh, kept around. Mm -hmm. um, out of contract, notably, is Captain Jack Metcalf, mm -hmm. kind of the Swiss Army Knife uh, guy that had been playing some midfield, some right back, some left back, <clears throat> you know, all over the pitch. Uh, and for him to be let go, it's very interesting. Yeah. Won't know who's going to be uh, the captain going forward, but he has been a very admirable servant to the club, very... Uh, has represented the club very, very well in terms of Atlanta too. Right. Um, another guy out of contract that's notable is Kevin Barajas, the dream tryout winner. And it's, uh, man, that's, I think, a kind of, uh, you know, living vicariously through him type of, uh, you know, dream tryout guy. Right. Like, it sucks to see, you know, a guy like him, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, pretty much not get renewed. Right. It's, uh, but, I mean, I hope he uh, hope he continues with his dream, though. Yeah, exactly. And is able to catch on somewhere else in the USL. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I think he had some good performances uh, with the twos when he was there. So, but, um, and notably, uh, a loan that was ended was Bienvenue Kanekimana. Uh, a guy who had scored, I believe, like five goals in the short time that he was with the club. I mean, sure. yeah, I mean, probably the parent club realized, yeah, okay, yeah, we probably shouldn't have let him go. We There is something there. Yeah. So it sucks for us because, yeah, I think he was one of our more clinical guys when he was with the club. But uh, I think we have a lot of strikers still within the club. So I think there's still... Uh, we need that space. We need to be able to develop our own guys that yeah. we have control over. So uh, it makes sense in that regard. So yep. Yep. best of luck to all the former twos. But uh, that does it for the news and gets us to the buy or sell segment. And simply, if you haven't seen this before, uh, basically we put up an United topic and we say if we buy or sell it. So first topic is... You will go to LA if LAFC and Atlanta go into the final. Buy yeah, that's that's a more of a literal buy or sell, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it is because yes, the surprise of it, I don't think anybody is like planning, and that's the like tough part. Yeah, is uh, you know you want to knock on wood that man, like okay, we even get to the final. 
Uh, right, and first so, and foremost. Right, and so if you're planning on going to LA, it's like you have to like get a ticket like last minute. Right. Um, I mean, personally, like I, I probably sell that I will be able to go because yeah. it's just so last minute. I of course want to. Yeah. So if there's any way that you guys want to <laughs> help us get there, right, I will vlog the hell out of it. And, uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> there will be Absolutely. content galore from me there, and plus. My sister lives out there, yeah. so you know it's uh, at least some of the. That's the one thing yeah, I'll say. Some of the girls I, will be a little smaller. I got a family in LA, so all I need is a plane ticket, and you know, uh, and, and you know, and even <laughs> even like if you can't get into the game, because that'd be a tough game to get into. Yeah, exactly. Because right. it's not forty thousand seats; it's only like twenty five thousand. So, yeah. but being in and around LA for that, yeah, it would be it. yeah, it would be a lot of fun. But uh, hopefully, it's Atlanta and yeah. Seattle in the final, but. We'll see. We'll see, of course. Uh, but I think uh, it'll be fun either way. Next topic is Parky or Miles Robinson will start another game in the 2019 playoffs by yourself. I'm going to buy it because I could see Parky starting the final. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Okay. So if uh, if we advance, and we'll preview the match in a second. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if we advance. Yeah, I think Parky's in play to start that final. I mean, okay. you know, it's one game. Yeah. No, I also buy that, yes, uh, if it's either one of those guys, it's going to be Parky because I think he's the one that's closer. Um, yeah, I mean, Miles Robinson has kind of the kind of injury to his leg, which yeah. is a little bit harder to come back from. It's a mm -hmm. finicky injury that can uh, kind of reappear. The hamstring is a tough injury to come back from. Yeah, yeah, especially on kind of that short of a time. Uh, Parky with the shoulder injury. I mean, it said it was going to be two weeks right. uh, or so, and then you know, if we do get to the final, there will have been probably about three and a half weeks or so. Yeah. yeah. So that ain't too bad. That's enough time, I feel like, to recover. Uh, and he kind of has that muscle memory uh, as he's shown. Uh, it, he didn't feature for what, like two months, maybe. Right. And, and then, then all of a sudden, yeah, totally. shows up. Yeah, exactly. You know? So exactly. Yeah. exactly uh, I think, yeah. Uh, we're in agreement there. So that does it for buy or sell and gets us to the mailbag. If you guys send in these questions through IG story, please continue to do so and we might answer your question in the future. First question comes from Bell 6 Who do you think will wear the captain's armband next season? Uh, obvious shout here is Joseph. I feel like, you know, he's the natural leader, he's the emotional leader, and people yeah. already look up to him, and he's yeah. obviously going to be here. Yeah. Um, I would keep an eye on LGP, though, because I do think that uh, he has a certain amount of clout in the locker room. Yeah. I think he's definitely a leader. He's been here from day one as well, you know, and so, he, and he's a little bit older than uh, some of the other guys. So yeah. I think and he he's always a natural takes, leader. Takes in the, the new signings under his wing. He shows them Atlanta. He shows them... Uh, you know how to you know do things within the uh, Atlanta United club setup. Uh, that's good on him. I th yeah, I agree with those two. Uh, yeah, the stalwarts as well as you know you have Brad Guzan and right. Jeff Lorenowitz. If they're you know, in terms of Larry, if he's with the club next season, I feel like uh, you know he's one of the captains. Yeah. Uh, if not the out now captain. You know, he not, might not be a guy that starts every single game, but right. uh, that's where I guess Guzan uh, comes in as the goalkeeper. It's one of those, yeah, like goalkeeper captains, like you want an outfield player to be the captain normally. Right, right, right. But, uh, I mean, he's shown on, on occasion this season that, yeah, he wears the armband and it's, you know, no, no sweat lost in terms yeah. of that. But, um, you know, there are some dark horses, of course, as some other guys, but that's where the next question comes from. 
comes in. Yeah. And uh, so, G Meadows 33908 asks, what are your thoughts on Nagby possibly being chosen as captain going forward? So, let's see if he's with the club next season. Right, that's the main, right, that's you where know. you gotta start with that question. Because that's the, you know, uh, is he going to Columbus? Is he not going to Columbus? Uh, you know, is he out of contract or not? Yeah. Um, and so if he is, I mean, Parkey has said, uh, you know, in that um, the BS podcast that he doesn't see Nagby as a captain, and I think most of the people uh, are in the club pretty much kind of see it the same way. Where yeah. he's not very vocal, he's not a guy that um, you know is very fiery. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he has said that pretty much. You know, it's not every single time the best player on the team is the captain. Right. And so I think this is one of those instances where I feel like Parky is correct. I mean, it's just uh, maybe in the the you know previous times I would have thought you know Nagby kind of that natural air to it, but. Uh, he's in the clubhouse. Parky's in the clubhouse, and he sees what's going on. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree with the captain. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that that falls in line. I think with everything that we've seen as well. Yeah, but Nagby, if anything, seems like a, a one-on-one type of guy. But mm-hmm. to say like you know he's out there yeah. berating people or you know just instructing in general, yeah. not, maybe not as much. Right. And so uh, d- you know uh, maybe if uh, you know there's some sort of like personality change, but uh, that's pretty. Probably pretty unlikely. Right. Uh, but next question comes from Lanier Gordon. Do you think we will have Gressel next year? I think so, yeah. I mean, like, for one, I just don't see him playing for another MLS club. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that, like, I listen, don't get me wrong, I appreciate Gressel. You know, he's our, maybe our most consistent player. He's up there in appearances for the club overall for a reason. Uh, but I just think... Him playing in Europe, uh, maybe there's still a little bit of a gap there, especially in terms of like a top four league. Mm-hmm. And so I think it uh, makes sense for everybody. He, he definitely deserves a raise. He should be paid like, he should be one of the best paid players at the club. And I think yeah. that we would do that. And I think everybody wins in that in yeah. that scenario. Yeah, I mean, it, of course, it has some factors with it. But, um, <clears throat> you know, Miles Robinson, I mean, yes, he was the number two in the Super Draft. He was, right. uh, you know, a generation Adidas player. But apparently there were whispers that he got around like 600000 uh, per year as the contract. And right. so, yeah, I mean, you know, if that's the, the case, then a Julian Russell, yeah, probably should be getting around that territory, if not more. Probably. Um, but it, of course, deals with some, uh, you know, Tam and Gam type of situations. Uh, that will need to be sorted out. And, yeah, I yeah. think, yeah, Gressel will be a five-stripe next year. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, that raise, which he wants. I mean, he's yeah, he's been kind of vocal about it in some regard <laughs> on social right. media. And then also, you know, yeah, the fact that he has to... Man, he's been hustling for those sponsorships. He's been hustling for the, um, you know, the, the kind of charity thing that he put on. I mean, he... Uh, is a hunt in his grind. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he deserves that for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, next question comes from Javier Martin 9 with a very kind of topical of all of this question yeah. Who is leaving us at the end of the season? Good question. <laughs> very good question. Um, it's going to be, I think, contingent on a lot of things. Yeah. You have the CBA negotiations, kind of a very big impact. Who's going to be kept? Uh, in terms of the uh, expansion draft right. is a massive thing because who they keep 
is very telling, I feel like, of who's being going to be able to stay at the club. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, those are factors that we'll, we'll see once the season is over and once the draft happens. Uh, but I feel like you'll see some turnover because there will be more of the guys that Frank DeBoer wants being brought in. Yeah. Um, that always happens, I believe, in the kind of second season yeah. of uh, a new coach. So that will happen as well. Right. Um, I think, so in terms of specifics. Yeah, I think- maybe in terms of bigger names, keep an eye on, uh, Nag- we kind of mentioned Nagby. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, LGP is not yeah. signed past this offseason as of right now. Yeah, Tito Pichalba as well. Uh, right. His contract so, ends, I believe, in December. So um, those yeah. would be, you know, what do what you keep an eye on in terms of, yeah, how the club moves, what the club decides with those players. Yeah. We don't know yet. And they, they really don't know yet because, yeah. like AJ mentioned, uh, right. with the CBA and all that. But, we don't even know if Tam and Gang will be a thing. Right. But I can tell you definitively who's leaving us at the end of the season. Michael Parkhurst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last question comes from Liam Auger124. I am a big fan and I want to get a shout out. Well, Liam Auger, thank you for very much for being a big fan. And here's your shout out, Liam Auger. Yeah. And uh, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you yeah. to everybody who is a big fan. In all exactly. Series. Yeah, we really couldn't do do this without you guys. And so really, it means so much to us that you guys tune in every single week and uh, interact with us on social media, yeah. all of that. It really means a lot. So yeah. thank you very much. Uh, so that gets us to our match preview. And so, you know, it's Toronto FC who have always played us tough. Always. It's on Wednesday at the Benz. And yeah, I mean, in their current form, they're even doing better than we are. They have four wins in their last six yeah. and no losses. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're they're on a roll. Um, they're really doing quite well. They just beat the number one seed, NYCFC, yep. uh, on a last minute penalty kick. Yep. With a, a very ballsy Panenka yeah, by Alejandro Pozuelo. Oh, Oof. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, in terms of our last six, we have only lost one and won four as well. So, yeah, yeah we're. We've also played uh, Toronto six times since the beginning of 2017. We've won once, uh, they have won twice, and there's been three draws, all of them 2 2. Yeah. Which is kind of bizarre. Yeah. yeah. It's like it, it's been that here and there. Yeah. Um, but, of course, they did do that to us on decision day last season and you know i think there's some retribution still to be had yeah uh because yes we did beat them earlier this season but they did beat us again and so yeah we need to even up the score a little bit and uh and really put them to them yeah but and most of all we cannot lose at home to toronto in our season no way yeah absolutely not but anyway in terms of how they play they're a team, yes, definitely, that likes to play through balls, mm-hmm. likes their long shot opportunities, especially, I think, when you have a Josie Altidore in the squad. I mean, yeah. he plays like a target man, in a sense, sometimes. And so he's a guy that, yeah, they will really lump it to if they need to. Yeah, um, if he plays, because he has yeah. not played in the postseason so exactly. far, and they've gotten by without him. So. Right. Uh, but that's an allusion to something later on. And mm-hmm. uh, But, you know, they finish the scoring chances really well. Yep. And they defend their set pieces very, very well as well. Uh, they are a team that can control the game in the opposition's half as well. And so we need to be very weary of that. We need to be able to 
kind of uh, yeah play out uh, yeah. if we need to, or just lump it long if we need to, and just get out of a uh, you know bad bad situation if yeah. they're pinning us back. Yeah, um, I mean we uh, we mentioned that their win over NYC and they controlled large parts of that game. I think down especially to their three man midfield of uh, Michael Bradley, uh, Marco Delgado, mm -hmm. and. Um, Jonathan Osorio. Yeah. And yeah, it's a it's a tough midfield three. They win the ball, they create chances, they do the through ball, you know. Yeah. So they they uh they're, I think, yeah, they're hard working uh, you know, midfield for sure. And they I think they'll make us work for sure. Right. But in terms of some of their weaknesses, yeah, they're not too great at defending on the wings and yeah. so Really, that's where we're going to have to try to uh, get at them. And yeah. I feel like we, again, still have that uh, that really great delivery from the right side, at yeah. least, yeah. with Julie Russell. But in terms of their players to watch, you know, you yeah. got uh, Alejandro yeah. Pozuelo. Alejandro sure. Pozuelo, yeah. He's uh, kind of the Giovinco replacement. Not a like-for-like, -like necessarily, but I think in terms of profile uh, and be just being a talisman. And they've been using him at the false nine mm -hmm. to uh, fill in for Josie. And it's been, it's been working quite well, Yeah, actually. quite effective for them at times because yeah. it confuses the uh, opposition. He drops between the lines a little bit and then, right. you know, you and then drag the, other players, the center back in. And right, then, other players run into space. And Tron has a, you know, they're in good form for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And so he's got 14 goals. They're leading goal scorer and he's got eight assists. Yep. Uh, also, they're leading assist maker as well. Right. Uh, Josie Altidore has a 11 goals and 5 assists, uh, having a decent season, kind of a little bit of uh, injury, right. played a tiny bit, but, right. uh, and then, of course, the midfielder that we talked about, Jonathan Osorio, he's got 7 goals and 4 assists, so, I mean, yeah, uh, he's a guy that uh, can, you know, run things through the middle for them a little bit as well, so, but in terms of our guys, we've got some players to watch as well. Yeah, but... pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Joseph, you know, the King Joseph, uh, 20 goals, 3 assists. We've got Julian Gressel with 7 goals and 12 assists. These are all regular season stats, by mm -hmm. the way. And uh, Petey Martinez, of course, as you know, with uh, 5 goals, 8 assists. And those were really our three best players from the last match. And I think uh, we'll be probably leaning on them heavily again going into this match. Right. But, you know, I think Ezekiel Barker will kind of sneak in there as well. Yeah. With, uh, you know, Maybe. a performance that, you know, we will need as well. Maybe a playoff Escobar sighting. Exactly. So, but uh, in terms of, you know, the illusion of the uh, injuries and unavailable players, uh, yes, questionable is Josie Altidore. Uh, he's got that quad strain. He's been out pretty much for the postseason, like Mark said. Right. And so whether we'll see him or not, we don't know. But they've been doing the business without him in that sense. Yeah. Uh, did it against NYCFC. That's a tough opponent. Yeah. I mean, I guess they didn't quite need him then. So that's, uh, but will they need him against us? We shall see. Uh, defender Omar Gonzalez is out with a hamstring injury, and that's all it is for them in terms of us. Yep, the usual got Miles Robinson uh, working back, working his way back from a hamstring injury. Michael Parkhurst working back from his dislocated shoulder, and then of course the long-term injury of Breck Shea. Yeah. So uh, let's get into some of the <coughs> match facts. And uh, LA United have won eight of our last nine home matches and that's in MLS uh, so yeah I mean we've been in scintillating home form for sure uh, we've scored at least two goals in our last 11 or 11 in our last 13 matches rather so two goals in 11 of our last 13 yeah uh, and, and that's quite quite a few goals yeah so. yeah, yeah pretty good for you and yeah. then uh, Toronto are undefeated in their last 12 matches so I mean they're really they're flying high a little yeah, bit yeah. Um, and hopefully yeah in that lucky 13th we can put it to them right so yeah. uh, but into the keys of the game for this uh, I think yes 
very, very, uh, I think, kind of reminiscent of past keys to the game. We have to attack from the wings. Because Absolutely. Julian Gressel, that delivery from the wingback position is just so, so good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, anything from the left in terms of Justin Miram or Mikey Ambrose, right. or even if, you know, when they drift over PT Martinez or Zach yeah. uh, Barco. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. That was, that's really where we can really punish teams. Yeah, uh, and, and I think yeah, we need to keep them honest in terms of uh, the left side, so that they can't teams can't just tilt over to the right side. Exactly. To yeah, stop Gressel, etc. Yeah. You've seen the overloads, and that's why it happens is to free up the pretty much the right wing for Julian Gressel to have the time and space to be able to put in the beautiful balls that he does. Right. Uh, and yeah, you know, I think the interplay if we, there's an Emerson Hyman on the left or. Ezekiel Barco, I mean, that really has been quite tidy and gets us up the field as well. And there's that kind of attacking onus from that side. Okay. Uh, but another key is that we must finish our chances tidily because they will as well. And yeah. so we won't have as many chances as probably we had this past match right. to put another goal on, uh, on the board. And it's just like, yeah, that's really very important that, um, you know, Joseph doesn't, you know, it's like one of three is kind of crazy for him, but yeah, it, that's it, it. Usually, is more than that, right? So yeah, right, exactly. Uh, he usually only needs one chance, and so um, yeah. yeah, and we know very, we, very we know Toronto is going to be clinical, so we absolutely we need to for finish sure. our chances. Exactly, and one of those guys that's super clinical is Pozuelo, so we need to pay special attention to him because he is their talisman for sure, yeah. uh, leading goal scorer, leading assist maker. Uh, definitely a guy that, yeah, I mean, you know, if it's Aero Permetti, if it's a Larry, like, they need to just lock him up tight. Yeah. Um, and, exactly. you know, if we need to make tactical fouls, you know, it's one of those where if you need to take a yellow, do it. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, you can't miss the cup final with a yellow or with a yellow card suspension anyway, so. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, if it's like you go, I go, and then, <laughs> you, yeah, you get the cards. So be it. Right, right. Just right. Uh, just finish with eleven guys on the pitch, but yeah, you know, right. Um, but yeah, and part of that is to be physical with uh, Toronto a little yeah. bit. I think uh, yeah, you have to match a little bit of the physicality, especially if a yeah. Josie Altidore does play as yeah. well. Uh, that is kind of uh, the onus is if you can impose yourself on them, then because they definitely will try. So I mean, I think we saw yeah. a little bit with NYC. We've seen them with our past matchups as well. They definitely will be physical to try and take us out of our game. Right, but uh, you know. As always, and as ever, the Benz with all of the fans' energy, that's what we fuel the team with. And yep. so, uh, you know, if you can make it out of the match, make it out to the match. Yeah. It could I, be our last home match. Exactly. It's a Wednesday, but it doesn't matter. You yeah. know, you got to up the five stripes. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, uh, the the team has been talking about the match as well. And Jeff Lorenowitz talked about them being dangerous all over. Mm. Uh, he said, I think the one thing that they have is in every position on the field, they've got experience. It's kind of a calmness. You can look at every single guy in that 11 and say, yeah, he knows what he's doing. And that's tough. Every single game since 2017, we played them. It's been a difficult game. And I expect nothing different on Wednesday. Uh, Frank DeBoer, uh, who hasn't faced them as much, but has faced them twice this season. Yeah. Uh, Toronto has some quality players. They can play different systems. Playing with Pozuelo as a ball striker, we have to do better than what we did at Toronto. They control the first half, and we could have been down a couple goals. They have experience in the midfield with Michael Bradley. He's a little bit like Harris Madunian. Mm. You don't want him to build up and dictate the rhythm of the game. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, anything us as fans can do to put him off. Uh, yeah, we definitely booed him at yeah. every touch right. uh, in his first appearance at the Benz. I don't know if that actually you know hurt or helped them. Right. Uh, but you know maybe some other creative ways that we can put him off as well. <laughs> maybe we could do that. Yeah. Uh, but do whatever we need to. Exactly. And uh, yeah, so Joseph Martinez, uh, he didn't watch the Toronto match, right. but you know he probably doesn't need to. Yeah. But uh, you know he said that there's only one option to win. Toronto played very well. That's what I was told. But in the end, everyone wants to win. They have a team with many experienced and talented players, but we have to think of ourselves and playing the final at home. So yeah, I yeah. Mean, that's, uh, you know. I think he sums it up. Yeah, this is the conference final. This is uh, another trophy in the cabinet, whether it's as, you know, up there as some of the other trophies, no. Right. But yeah, another trophy, that's what you're playing for too, as well. So. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I just think it's a must-win, man. You're one step away from giving yourself a chance to defend your title. Yeah. Oh yeah. You give it everything you got. Yeah. So who's gonna be part of this starting eleven? Let's get through the lines. Yeah. Uh, Start between no sticks. Doubt. No doubt. Guzan. Um, Got to, man. Yep. And then, so, in terms of the shape, yeah. uh, will we go back to a 3-5-2? Will we go to a 4-2-3-1 uh, or 4-3-3 that we played? Right. Uh, and, you know, that's the question. Yeah. But uh, I think for me, it's a 3-5-2. It returns. Mm -hmm. um, it's what we're very used to. And because we... I think have a little bit more of uh, some experience returning as well, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah. What's your what's your three minute plan? Yeah, so uh, yeah, I have uh, I have this coming out in a three five two, but I think uh, mm -hmm. the it'll be a little bit flexible, and we'll get into the personnel. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, the back line: Escobar, LGP, Pogba. I think uh, yeah, they make up the the three man back line. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with there with you there. Um, yeah, and so it's one of those things where, yeah, I think it's the, the best three-man backline that we have at the moment, especially with Pogba showing uh, how well he's done, yeah. especially as well. Um, and, yeah, I think we have a very, very similar in terms of, well, maybe not, actually, looking <laughs> at it. Uh, but right. we know, at least at the right wing-back position, it's Julian Gressel. Yes, for sure. Of course. Right. Uh, in the midfield, <laughs> it's going to be maybe a little bit different. Um, for me, I have Eric Rometty and Nagby. Mm -hmm. uh, Eric Rometty kind of uh, can, I think, mark a, an Alexander or Alejandro Pozuelo a little mm -hmm. bit uh, more tightly uh, as he has kind of in the past, like a Maxi Morales type of guy right. where, um, yeah, I mean, he can kind of at least chase him down and pretty much be that kind of one-on-one -on, -one on him. Like he's just going to be attached to the hip to him. Yeah. Um, and that way... Yeah, I mean, he can match him pace for pace as well. And so, yeah, uh, a guy that also uh, has been kind of, uh, you know, kind of been excluded from the 11 at bit. times this uh, season. It's definitely in the postseason for sure. Yeah. But I think uh, it's just not Larry's match, I think, for mm -hmm. this one. But um, you got something different? Yeah, no, I got Larry and Nagby in the middle. I mean, it just for me, it's uh, why break up a good thing at this sure. point. You know what yeah. I mean? It's working. I mean, Larry, I think, has been very good, especially in yeah, terms of, yeah. in terms of uh, covering ground and, you know, mm -hmm. like winning the ball up the field as we talked about before. I think he's looking like a new man. I mean, yeah. He's energetic. Uh, right. I mean, I mean he's He's, maybe it's because he's gotten a lot of rest this season. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, he's been showing out. And so, yeah, I, I would leave him in there. I think Remedy, mm -hmm. you know, it's definitely possible to come off the bench. But mm -hmm. I start the match with uh, Larry and Nagby. Yeah. Uh, and then in terms of left wing back, I mean, yeah. uh, I think still left wing back in that position, 
going forward, we still need uh, the guy that can create the most chances, and that's Justin Miram. Mm -hmm. Whether, yeah, he was rightfully so, uh, you know, sat for the last match or not, mm -hmm. I think, you know, he can come back hungry and willing and wanting to uh, either only, or not only get on the score sheet, but, uh, you know, create some goals. I feel like, yeah, he will come hungry. Um, and, yeah, I think it's just, uh, you know, at wing back. Ambrose doesn't create as much going forward, mm -hmm. but he's definitely more solid coming yeah. back. So it could go either way. I could see Ambrose starting. Yeah, right. yeah, and that's uh, that's what I have. I have uh, Mike Ambrose starting. I like. Uh, I, I prefer the left-footed player as a wing back to help uh, maintain the the width, mm -hmm. keep him honest, and uh, also I think. Having Ambrose in there makes it easier to shift between a three-man and a four-man backline. I think that's what we'll see. So I wouldn't be surprised if at times you see Escobar, LGP, Pogba, Ambrose back in mm -hmm. a in a four, and maybe uh, maybe Gressel helping out in the middle a little bit in mm -hmm. the midfield because I think do think mm -hmm. the midfield will need support against their midfield. And so so yeah, I think uh, for that reason, I have Ambrose in there. Yeah. Uh, now getting to the number ten, yeah. I think we're in agreement. Ezekiel Barco right. is the number ten here, and um, yeah, I mean he had a, a pretty decent night, uh, you know, as well. He had to come off early, but I mean, you know, that was a tactical change. Yeah. But still, uh, I think him being able to dictate things as well as you know, a PT Martinez, who right. we both have uh, as well in the middle. Yeah, that's somewhere. Uh, the chance creation needs to come from those two guys. Right. We need to be able to uh, get the ball to them so that they can get the ball to our striker, yeah. Joseph Martinez. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the game plan. That's the game plan. Uh, and in terms of, um, you know, is the shape kind of, uh, you know, is it hard and fast 3 5 2? That's where Frank DeBoer has been uh, kind of surprising us throughout the postseason as right. well. Like, you don't know who he's choosing. Like, you don't know how he's setting up. He's changing things. Some have maybe thought he's maybe overthought it, but, I mean, I think he got a bang on last match as well. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, he, I think he's currently, and, yeah, definitely seeing some things in training that is definitely feeding that, uh, you know, just change of tactics that mm -hmm. has been very, very effective so far. So Yeah, I think um, you're seeing a trust, too. You know, like, mm -hmm. to be able to... Feel confident rolling out multiple positions within a match, even. Right. So, I mean, uh, shakes. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so, do I feel absolutely confident that he's going to pull out uh, what I predicted here? No, because <laughs> he's been completely unpredictable. And yeah. so, he's been as unpredictable as Tato Martino last season in the postseason. So, yeah. uh, I think that's good in a sense that, yeah, like, you know, the opposition definitely won't know either. I mean, right. a couple of guys that follow the team pretty much religiously aren't able to figure <laughs> that out. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got the last lineup wrong. You know, we'll probably get this one wrong too. Yeah. But hey, you know, as long as it keeps working. The exactly. Boy, the boy is demonstrating that he knows what he's doing. Exactly. So I don't care if we get it wrong as long as he gets it right. So, yeah. you know, yeah. but um, yeah. So that gets us into the score prediction. What do you got? Man? Yeah, we talked about the previous matchups. It's going to be tough. Uh, I got 2-1. Uh, I think we... Uh, kind of scraped by a little bit, but I think our performances, I think we've deserved wins from our performances, and I think that continues. I just think we have the better team on paper. Mm -hmm. I like how we're looking right now, especially on defense. And yeah, I think we get the job done, 2-1. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we've been very, very solid defensively throughout the postseason. I feel like this is the type of game, though, Toronto FC, they always play us, and we always get a bunch of goals, like in terms of uh, there's goals on both sides for both teams, and I think it's not any different in this one as well, because uh, they have firepower, they have experience, we have firepower, we have experience, but I think we edge it out 
3-2. Uh, and so that means a second straight MLS Cup final, mm. if we can do it. So hopefully the Five Stripes can do it. Yeah. Up the Five Stripes. Woo! But uh, anyway, that does it for the match preview and gets us to our question of the day. Yeah, so we're two games into the postseason. And which player has surprised you most, positively or negatively? Uh, yeah, jump in the comments. Let us know. Uh, tweet at us. We'll, we'll get yeah. all of our all Yeah, answers. we're very much looking forward to what your answers are. So that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Mark, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.